Well, it's 12 o'clock on a Monday. You know what that means. It's nighttime at noon live from City National Arena. If you're watching and you need to get off your phone, you can always tune into Fox Sports Las Vegas on the radio. But if you are listening on the radio, you should know that this is also simulcast on all of the Vegas Golden Knights digital channels. Welcome inside. Ashley Vice here, joined by Vegas Golden Knights analyst Shane Knighty. Shane, I've been on this show before, but this is my first time is, leading the way. How's it feel to be the guinea pig? Uh, it's great. It's nice to have somebody that truly knows how to lead. I usually have to follow Dave, so this is great. <laughs> I might be leaning on you to carry me a little bit here, just like you do with Dave on We're the good. We're shows. Good. But nonetheless, so the Vegas Golden Knights, 9-6-0 and record through the first 15 games. If you go back to game five, and they were 1-4, Guys were dropping like flies, not just guys, but big guys. What would your reaction be? It was you found yeah. out that this is where we are at game 15. Exactly, and I think it was so daunting at that point when you think of that start and then you're looking at this road trip, Colorado-Dallas, back-to-back. And you said the significant injuries uh, that they had to this team, to, you know, to lose two-thirds of your top line and patch ready and stone in game two of the season. And then, you, you know, you add in other elements as it continued and just uh, – but credit to this team and, and to the coaching staff. And I think, you know, it's a lot of things we heard over and over from the team and from them, you know, about details, about needing to defend. And it didn't always look right, but they found ways to win. Had great goaltending. Uh, you know, different guys were able to chip in. They found ways to win game. And I think maybe, you know, assistant coach Ryan McGill, Ryan Craig talked about it. They talked about it being day-to-day. When you mentioned to the coaching staff now, they've gone, you know, one eight of their last ten. They're like, really? Because they haven't looked at it. They've looked at it a day-to-day, not looked ahead, have not looked behind. I think uh, Ryan McGill said, win the day, win every day was kind of the theme they had going forward. And it, it's paid off. I think, you know, certainly that's the way the approach you have to have when you have guys getting injured and another guy getting injured. And it was every game. It was just it, it becomes frustrating. So you have to push that aside. It is not easy to do. Uh, you know, it can bring a team down. But – uh, you know, credit to this team, and they've gotten better. That's what I've liked is consistently you've seen their game. And, and you know, Pete DeBoer talked about it being a process. They, you know, early on, you know, wins and losses are always important. It's a win league. But at the same time, it's a long season and about getting their game in the right place. And I think they've taken the right steps there now. And, and we've seen it over the last few games. It's, it's just gotten better. You talk about the process over results, and you talk about what Ryan McGill said to us, the win today, win every day, taking it one day at a time. But, like, I think about myself, and I'm the kind of person (laughs) who, if I start a new diet and I say, okay, I'm going to eat healthy and work out, you know, and see what happens. Five days later, I'm not seeing the results. I'm like, see ya, where's the pizza? So uh, having been a player in the locker room before, what does it take to actually buy into that? I think results – without question, make it a lot easier of a sell for the coaching staff about what they're doing and how they need to play. Um, yeah, you want to see results. And, and it's one of the things you hear the players, uh, you know, stay the course. They, it's kind of a term, a lot of terms along those lines that they'll use because, and, and that's it. And that, you know, speaks to leadership in the room. You, you can't get down. It is a long grind of a season uh, in the NHL with 82 games and, uh, you don't want to look too far ahead. You you can't you can't dwell on the past. Uh, bad games are going to happen. Mistakes happen every game on both sides of the puck. Um, but it's about worrying about that next shift, being ready to go. And I think, you know, they've got a veteran group in there. They they know how to handle things. And uh, we've seen. Uh, I've liked the way different guys have been able to step up. Uh, you know, obviously led by some of their veteran players, Petrangelo, Jonathan Marshall, Red Hot, uh, Riley Smith has has picked it up. I think their defensemen, although as a group, have been really good. I think that's been the strength of the team. Maybe the least amount of injuries, 
Um, you know, just Martinez out now. So uh, they've leaned on strengths of their game, goaltending, and, and it's been able to pay off. You mentioned the leadership of Jonathan Marshes. So how does the hockey that you're watching him play now compare to the hockey you've watched him play since he's been there? Where does it rank as far as the best hockey you've seen him play? I think it's right up there. Uh, and the thing I love about Jonathan Marshes so is I think he's best when he plays with that chip on his shoulder, um, when he's angry. And he puts pressure on himself to, to be a guy. He wants to be the guy, and I think that's very valuable, especially as a goal scorer. Um, you know, guys always put pressure on themselves, but he, he really does and expects himself to be able to rise to the occasion, and he has. And, you know, aware that, okay, we're missing, you know, Pacioretty leads us in goals. We're missing Stone, who's back now, but, you know, leads us in points. Um, I've got to be the guy. I need to do that little bit extra. And it's not just one guy. They have to do it collectively. But uh, I, I love how he puts that pressure on himself, and he's been able to answer it playing some of the best hockey yeah. we've seen. Seven goals in six games for him, and Pete DeBoer mentioned post-game that these aren't just goals. These are game-changing goals at just the right moment. So kind of what you were saying, he plays with that chip on the shoulder. He gets frustrated, and then he steps up when it matters most. A big part of the reason that they're on a three-game winning streak, that they've won eight out of the last ten. But what stands out to me is also that they're winning – in different ways. Yep. That's going to be important. Whenever you look at, you know, when playoffs come, it's only about winning. It doesn't matter how you win. It's the first person <laughs> to get to four wins, right? So how big is it that they're showing themselves right now, this early in the season, that they can come back and win, they can hold a lead, they can have a tight game, they can run away with the game? What does that do? It's imperative. I think it's so important if you want to make a deep run in the playoffs to be that type of team that can win each in every way because not every game is going to look the same, not every series. And, you know, the – Throughout the length of an NHL season, you want to build all those building blocks so you can be the best team possible. Um, you know, obviously making playoffs is number one, but then hitting your stride at the right time, being as prepared as possible for playoffs. And I think one thing, the word that comes to mind is they've been resilient. And I think we've seen it with some late goals, with, you know, playing from behind. You, you have to find ways to shift momentum. And obviously, number one is a goal. The other one we can talk about, because it's been three straight games now, is big hit. Braden McNabb talking about leadership, a guy that contributes in his own way, although he added a goal last game as well, a beautiful one, four on four. His three games he's been able to throw that big hit coming across the ice, well-timed. It's a skill. And because of it, it's shifted momentum. It gives the bench that lift, that boost they need. And I think guys have been able to feed off it. It's changed the game. It did Seattle, the one on Tanov, certainly did. Then he had the one on Pitlick. And then uh, last game. I can't remember. I can't believe I remember the previous two, but <laughs> whose last game's hit on? Um, who was last game's hit on? It was massive. Yeah, it was It was a big hit. Anyways, we'll, we'll figure. It'll come to me uh, here briefly. I'm sure people are screaming at the radios. It was or three in a row. Right I'm losing track because there's been so many. I know. We, it's just been a, a, a bunch of games. Uh, it was Vancouver. <sighs> who was it? Anyway. But, yeah, certainly it, it's important. And I think, you know, what you ask of players, and I'm sure the coaching staff has, is, you know, we don't want you to go out and play like these guys who are out of our lineup. Go out and play your role and, and you know, play to your strengths. And, and I think that's uh, that's so important. Uh, and, of course, the young guys have stepped up. We've seen all these first NHL goals have been really special. Speaking of that, Jake LeCision will be joining the show later on. So, Shane, I know you're excited yeah. about that. You've known him since he was just a little guy. Uh, you talked about leadership in Braden McNabb. Mark Stone back last game how yeah. huge was that for this team I think it was great it's a lift when you get uh, you know a player of that caliber back but certainly your captain so both on and off the ice it's uh, it's something you know as a teammate you're happy to have him back he's happy to be back it's it's not a lot of fun sitting out um and yeah it's kind of what you expect he missed a 
big chunk of time. I think he talked to you after the first period, and that's Mark Stone. He said, you know, first one I turned it over, the second goal against, I was in the penalty box. Not the start he's looking for, but that's to be expected. You can skate all you want, your conditioning levels, get back to the health you need, but you can't simulate game action. And it takes a little bit to get that timing back, in-game timing, the read and react, everything that goes along with it. And I think we saw by the end of the game that play made to Dodonoff. Okay, Mark Stone's back. Yeah, it seemed like he was back by the end of that game. But in general, if you're talking about your average player who misses that amount of time, how much time are you thinking before someone's really comfortable and really back to themselves? I think it, it, it'll get better every game. And, and I think it, it depends on the individual. I, I think Mark Stone, you're going to see him you know, take a lot more control next game. Uh, certainly not only because he's back, but who they're playing. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a big test. Uh, and this is, you know, the... The best winning percentage in the league is Carolina Hurricanes. So I think, you know, the Golden Knights as a player, as a team, you get up for those games. This is uh, exciting. You, you want to play the best. You want to prove your team. And uh, he's a guy that takes uh, so much pride, plays with so much passion. Uh, you know, you, you can just see the joy in his face when he's in the game, whether it's him or anybody else having success. Uh, he's there, and I think that just, you know, that fuels everybody else uh, emotionally. We'll definitely look at the rest of the homestand, including the game against Carolina, but just quickly, whenever you're looking at the game tomorrow against Carolina Hurricanes, is that the biggest test the Golden Knights have had so far this season? To this point, I believe it is. I mean, they had the Oilers, but that was still early. I think now teams are a little more comfortable in where they're at. They've played enough games. I always, you know, I use Bromer. You try to get to that quarter point of the season. They're almost there. So I think this at this time, yeah, they're feeling they're playing playing the right way they're playing you know the best structure they've played this season so uh, it, it's time when you want to take this challenge on against a team that's had so much success certainly uh, what Carolina has been able to do uh, you know that east has got a lot of good teams Florida's right there capitals but uh, Carolina to me is is you know what are they plus 20 goal differentials they're leading the, the they're good defensively they're good offensively it's a it's a tough test and it, it's a measure you know if they lose is the end of the world no but I think this is a game you certainly makes it a little easier to get up for and as far as the Golden Knights lineup for that game we did just <laughs> get news that William Carrier under proto COVID protocol yeah it's uh, starting to you know it's kind of a, a smack back that it's still a reality and it's it's going on we know uh, you know across the league certainly the Ottawa Senators uh, paying the biggest price uh, with COVID protocol and players out. But, uh, yeah, Will Carrier, hopefully it just stays with one and he can get back healthy. Uh, but, you know, at this point, it, it, it's it's something. If it's not injury, it's something else with the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, you, you always kind of – I put in my mind, well, what would this lineup look like if we can get everybody back? Uh, but I don't know when or if that will happen. So and, – and that's back to what we opened the show with, talking about day-to-day -day approach. You never know. So you focus on that day get ready, prep for that next game, and then move on. Exactly. As far as this morning skate, so William Carrier was not on the ice because he is under COVID protocol. Alec Martinez was also not on the ice, and it looks like he is out versus Carolina. Pete DeBoer has just said that in his media availability that's right downstairs below us. Um, and Chandler Stevenson was not on the ice, so you know a little bit of initial concerns may be raised, but both Chandler Stevenson and Matias Yanmark are maintenance day. So I mean, hopefully we see the, them, but that's where yeah. the injuries stand right now. Yeah, maintenance day, I, I don't mind. That's just, you know, sometimes a little nick here or there and let the guys rest up. Uh, game day is the most important, and, and that's what you want to make sure they're ready for. So, um, But, yeah, certainly uh, they don't need anybody else to go down.
successful surgery for Jack yes. Eichel as well. That has to be music to not only the ears of Golden Knights fans, but especially uh, George McPhee, Kelly McCrimmon, Jack himself. It's got to be huge. I think it's a big relief for him. And, you know, I've started to, you know, since the trade happened, you look a little more into, you know, this, this procedure that he had. And I feel more and more comfortable the more I read and hear people way smarter than me and, and you. I have to I say can admit these, that. Uh, I can admit that. Um, but the way it's it's been able to go, it, it seems a more common procedure than you'd think. And it's happened in a lot of contact sports. It's just it's new to hockey. Um, but, Jack, we've had him on. We spoke. Uh, I like his – you know how much conviction he has in doing this is the right thing for me and i'm going to come back ready he's already spoke uh, this is the most motivated he'll be um now it's just time for him he's got to heal the right way uh from what i the last thing I, I watched and learned on this procedure is now about the bone on both sides fusing with the artificial disc and uh but uh, supposedly to feel great and you know in six weeks start getting back at it then it's just a matter of that time for everything to come together um and exciting uh you know, Vegas is such a hockey town now, and everybody's been asking since this trade's happened everywhere. If you run into somebody, that's usually the first question. And I just say this guy is world class. He's elite, and uh, I I can't wait. It, it's we've we've got a long stretch here right. until he can be ready. Um, but it's going to be exciting times. Uh, the things he can do on the ice. Uh, he's a game breaker, game changer. Uh, he makes players around him better. He makes your team immediately better. Uh, it, it's going to be exciting. So, But right now, uh, great to hear the surgery went well. Now it's a matter of that recovery process and him just taking the right steps. But uh, he's a motivated young individual. I think he'll heal quick and, and be ready to go here in whatever the time frame is, three, four months, when, uh, making sure he's 100% ready when he comes back. Uh, exciting stuff and exciting to see the way the Vegas Golden Knights welcomed him as oh, well. Yeah. And a little bit later on the show, we will be welcoming Jake LeCision. But for now, it's time to take our first break. But first, be one of the first to join the Vegas Nighthawks family. Secure your seat selection priority today by placing a refundable $20 deposit at NighthawksFootball.com. Full season membership will start at just $10 per ticket per game at the brand new Dollar Loan Center located in Henderson. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to nighttime at noon on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Also on the Vegas Golden Knights digital channels. And hey, Golden Knights fans, you need more hockey? Make sure to check out the newest team in town, the Henderson Silver Knights of the American Hockey League. Single game, group, and mini suite tickets for home games during the 2021-22 season are on sale now. Contact the Henderson Silver Knights ticketing team at 702-645-4259 or visit hendersonsilvernights.com to learn more. And Shane, some players who we thought would be on the Henderson Silver Knights right now <laughs> um, have been playing for the Vegas Golden Knights as we welcome you back inside City National Arena. And multiple of those players with their first goals in this last week, Jonas Romberg, Paul Cotter, and Jake LeCision. Exciting stuff to see. It is very exciting. Uh, special moments for them. Uh, you know, you're always looking to get that first game, take it in, uh, and then from there, it's about getting that first goal. And uh, for it to happen, we almost, and, and Jake LeCision, all, they almost did it all in one period. Uh, but he waited a few more games scoring last game against Vancouver off a great play by Dodon, while well, Kolasar Dodonoff. Uh, it was just beautiful passing. Um, but, yeah, and I, and I think this is, it just speaks to the organizational depth that we've been, they've been able to bring these players up guys that you know normally wouldn't have got you know maybe one or two of them, but we've seen them all come up and I think Paul Cotter who you know was back with Henderson but uh and and not just you know like tip in goal like it was beautiful goal Cotter started it off great little play under the stick you see these guys do it so much on a defenseman uh, and then Ron Beard right after it uh, a beautiful goal by him and, and Jake LeCision not only getting a goal getting he started with his first assist great play driving the net uh on a goal and then gets his uh, his own goal um so you know a memory none of those guys will ever forget and certainly it's good to score that way none of them will need to embellish their stories well do you need to embellish your story Probably. i want to hear the story about your first nhl goal, oh, Shane. my first nhl goal was in ottawa uh, 2001 i took a little long i was a defenseman so i waited at least half the Excuses. season. You, you don't want to set the bar Excuses. too high. No, I was just uh, a slap shot coming down the right wall from both top of the circles. Uh, went uh, over the right pad. It was a good shot. Uh, the goalie was Steve Passmore of the uh, Los Angeles Kings. I think that put us up 4-1. We went up 5-1 and lost 6-5, and I was minus 3. Uh, so it was good. But at it, that was moment. it was your first NHL goal, It was my first Shane. NHL goal, so I was excited at that point. At the, I think it was 4-1, and then it was 5-1. And then uh, by the end of the game, I wasn't that excited about my goal, uh, so but that, that happens. I am now when I look back. And they lost my puck. We've told this story. You probably haven't heard it, Dave. They lost your puck, stories. so you're not putting it in your room like Ron nope, Beard was. I don't have it. it got you lost. don't have it. It got lost. So If anyone's out there who can oh, locate no. Shane Knighty's first goal puck, <laughs> let us know. Let I have my know. first playoff goal puck. That's on oh, the Okay, puck. But, that's more uh, important, but, uh, right? Well. So I'm curious, you and Dave like to give me such a hard time about my lack of music knowledge. That would be more Dave, but yes. So I pulled up the Billboard Top Songs of 2001, the year you scored your first goal. Can you name the number one song 2001. of 2001? 2001. Who's I? Uh, I need to hear the music, but uh, let me about, take a guess. Is you it, can even think. I'll uh, give you, you know a couple big guesses. Was it uh, like Christina Aguilera? Uh, it doesn't look like she's in the top no. 20. She was big then, though, for sure. Yeah. Any guesses? Oh, no. What was it? I'm interested. I'm curious. Number one, Hanging by a Moment by oh, Lifehouse. Right. Lifehouse. Good song. That one, that's kind of a tough See, that, guess. that was a band I like. That's a difficult guess. Uh, Fallen by Alicia Keys, All For You, Janet Jackson. Okay. My personal favorite in the top five, 
drops of Jupiter by train. Okay, so we're going to next time we'll get Dave to do, uh, see if he can get, we'll even play the music. He won't be able to guess one of those songs. He won't be able to guess any of them. He might, he might get uh, the Lifehouse song, but he has no chance on the others. I should also say, no one quote me on this, because this was all Wikipedia. I went to billboard.com or whatever, the official. Yeah. It only let me go back to 2006. Yeah. Craziness. Craziness. Um, so we're talking about those first goals. Jake Lecision coming up. You talk about how it speaks to the organizational depth. You knew Jake Yes. Growing up. Well, I knew. Before I, he gets here, I, do you have any good Jake Lecision stories? I don't want to embarrass him once he gets no, here. No, I, I, I don't know if I have many. I, I think he was, you know, your typical little boy at that time. Uh, I had daughters, so, uh, you know, they'd. I just remember them running around uh, the family room at games, and uh, you know, his parents, Curtis and Laura, were, were friends of ours. His dad was uh, my defensive partner in Ottawa, and. You know, you always saw the kids running around, but uh, I don't know if I have any particular story about him. I think, you know, there probably was times when he was a, I don't know if he was a bully, but he was a boy, uh, you know. I'm going to tell him you called him a bully. No, I don't think he was a bully. He's a very nice young man. He is, uh, he's, it's great to see him, to see him grow up and hadn't seen him in so long and to watch him develop because I remember when he was drafted, um, you know, and he went through a lot, uh, you know, when junior had significant injury, able to come back, have a real good final season, then turn pro. And it's, it, it's, uh, I love seeing the development process of these players. You know, you get your high picks that you think are, you know, sure ins, and it's not always the case. It's the, it's the other ones that work their way in, spend some time in the American Hockey League. And then it's about grabbing hold of that opportunity, which we've seen with Ron Beer. A lot of these guys, when you get that call, what can you do? And, uh, I think the one thing that Jake does really well is he thinks the game. He's a very intelligent player, responsible, um, and playing to his strengths. And then now starting to add more layers to the game. And I think, you know, confidence is key for any player, whether young or old. And a goal certainly goes a long ways for that. Uh, yeah, you know, he'd come in focusing on his strengths. But now to be able to add some offense and chip in and, and you, you feel a bigger part of it, you take a bigger chunk away with you of, uh, of that victory, and, and that's, uh, that's good for a young player to have. And uh, I think it's, it's going to help him here as he moves along. But, um, yeah, him and all, all those guys uh, that have been able to come up, and it's the growth pattern for them now is just it, it, it's taken a couple steps ahead. You talk about thinking the game. His hockey IQ and his maturity is what seems to come up anytime yeah. you ask anyone on the coaching staff about, you know, how he's found success here, how he has stayed in the lineup through the injuries, things of that nature. A lot of people have pointed to the fact that his dad did play in the NHL. He played with you, Curtis Lecision. Obviously, he was a defenseman. Jake is a forward. But do you see any similarities in the game? Or do you ever watch Jake and you think, oh, yeah, I'm sure Curtis – well, I hope his dad's not listening. Jake <laughs> certainly got a lot more offensive skills. I um, hope he is listening. But yes, the both very intelligent, very calm, you know, manners in which they take an approach to the game, and I'm sure that's certainly been passed along. Both intelligent hockey players, great people, great teammates, um, and and all those things uh, you you can see, and I think that's uh, just just part of the him growing up in that kind of world. Um, to to be around it at such a young age, I think it it helps you when you finally get to it. So, well, Jake we can ask him. Just walked <laughs> in the door. Should we take a quick break, guys? Should we roll with it? Keep going, Keep going. Jake. Welcome. How's it going? I'm Throw good. it on there. Good. Yeah. How are you? Great. Thanks for doing this. How was practice? It was good. It was yeah. good. Good. Glad you're here. So we've been talking about you for the last ten minutes, not to make you feel uncomfortable. And your dad. I hope he wasn't listening to any comparables. I said, well, and Jake's certainly more offensive. 
So your first goal last game, something I noticed on one of the TV angles when it reshowed, it looks like you started to celebrate and then you kind of hesitated for a split second, like, oh, is it good? Is it not? What are those two seconds, not even two seconds, like from the moment that the puck touches your stick to the moment it goes in the back to the moment you're celebrating? What's happening in the head all in that time? Yeah, I guess there's a lot going on there. Um, for myself, I was just, I think, relieved that the puck went in the net. Uh, it's been a, a, a couple games anyway uh, to, to get that first goal, but I was definitely happy to see it going, and especially uh, I thought it was a pretty important goal in that game. And, um, yeah, it was a special feeling for sure. It really was. Well, yeah, you, well, you wanted to make sure it hit the back across the line. <laughs> and you've, ha you've had a few opportunities throughout, so is it, you know, certainly relief. But what does it do for confidence? Yeah, uh, I, I guess it takes a bit uh, stress off your shoulders, yeah. and uh, uh, I can go play more, a bit more freely. Maybe when I get that uh, next opportunity, I won't feel uh, – like a, this needs to go in the net or it's not going to get another chance like this. So, um, yeah, I've, uh, I've felt, uh, I've had some opportunities before. And so, uh, to see this one go in though was, uh, it was, it was really nice. You talk about the opportunities that you had, you had both your first point and your first goal in the same game. You had opportunities before, but the thing about you is you weren't getting impatient to where you were trying to do too much. People continually talked about your maturity, how you continue to do the right things away from the puck. How'd you stay patient? Yeah, um, I guess patient was uh, a key word in that. Uh, I knew I would uh, get an opportunity with just the way I was playing. Um, I try to uh, stick to the details as best as I can. Um, so I know there's a lot of uh, power for scoring goals on this team. So I guess the pressure of scoring a goal isn't, uh, I guess, that big on me in, in the in the big picture. Um, so uh, in that sense, it was nice. But, uh, yeah, it uh, was definitely, I guess, just – a lot of hard work and just I knew it, the time would come. So when you come into camp, which I know the last couple of seasons have been strange for everybody, uh, not only even in the hockey world, but you come in with the goal of making the team. You never know, but y reality, you think maybe I'm going to start in Henderson. But now you've kind of gotten this good chunk of games in a stretch, not just a look. You, you've been in the lineup. You, you've moved up. You've played penalty kill special teams. Um, when you look at it now, what have you learned at this point, uh, you know, playing in the National Hockey League, and how comfortable are you starting to feel? Yeah, I guess every season that I come into camp, I try to um, show that I've uh, put in work in the summer to yeah. get to the ne that next level. And uh, I guess for me, just trying to play faster is the biggest thing I hear from uh, exit interviews at camp and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, just getting stronger and faster in the summer and trying to, I guess, like, gives you a bit more confidence coming into camp every year I felt uh, I've gotten a bit better but uh yeah I felt with the the lineup and the roster that this team has um I would probably start in Henderson like you said and then uh I mean I always knew that there's I was getting closer yeah. to that that call up and I just was fortunate that it would came early this year I mean obviously injuries played a big part into probably that but uh I gotta just take advantage of that opportunity and uh yeah, it's been awesome being up here, and I feel like this has been probably in the stretch of the three seasons that I've been uh, playing pro so far. I feel like in this uh, 13 games or whatever it's been, it's been probably like the biggest uh, development stage for me and seeing what it really is. What has surprised you most about the game at the NHL level? Uh, I feel like it's a, a clean, like a lot cleaner game. Um, everyone can make plays. Everyone can uh, make it pass its excuse me passes so it's uh you know you're gonna get the puck you know uh 
where it's going to end up in certain situations. So, uh, but honestly, I, I don't try to change my game too much and I uh, just try to uh, use my speed and uh, get in on the four check and uh, try to create zone time. And then, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a fast game. Well, obviously, your mom and dad were big influences on your hockey. Your mom probably driving you around and everything, dad, for what he was able to do. But who was your favorite player, or, or was it, or was it dad, or did you, who was your favorite player? Who'd you look up to? Who do you try to, you know, say, oh, I'd like to play like that? Uh, I guess gr growing up in Colorado would be Joe Sackick. That's a good one. Yeah. So um, obviously a great player. Um, and then kind of once he retired, I I kind of want to look to guys like Jonathan Taves. Um, uh, that two-way center was uh, something that I try to model my game after, and I think he's a, a great model for that and for myself to try to be like. What will it be like like whenever you get to play Jonathan Taves? Have you thought about that? Like if you're on the ice whenever we play Chicago, like is that a moment that you dream of, or what does that feel like? Yeah, um, I guess for me every game I think I've – kind of just notice a player too that's caught my eye that you're just like all right that's pretty cool that you get get to play him or uh you grow up watching him and um yeah I think once the game starts you just try to block it out but it's definitely cool when you look over maybe in warm-ups just and see that uh star player that you've been watching or who's been the biggest yeah. one so far I was gonna say I, I was gonna say we everybody asked what was the whole moment I remember when I was warm up and Mark Messier was on their side with New York Rangers and I skated by I'm like uh, for me, I I think it was the Dano Chara. Uh, yeah. So um, I, I feel small. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I've watched him for yeah. a long time, and I think it's kind of funny growing back. My dad played with him, yeah. and uh, so that was a pretty cool moment seeing him across the ice there. And uh, uh, Jason Spezza was another one. So um, yeah, definitely really cool moments there. I'm sure you made a lot of phone calls after the game on Saturday. Who had the best reaction? Oh gosh, I had uh, a lot of of my buddies back home. Uh, they were all really excited for me. I think they've been following along since I've been been up here, and they've. Uh, I think everyone was just thrilled. So I've uh, I had some funny videos of just reactions to the goals and Snapchats, and uh, yeah, there was a, just a lot of friends that uh, all. Uh, gave me good congratulations. Were they sure. were they gathered somewhere in Saskatoon? No, was there I a spot, or are they just uh, in their house, or was there a, a meeting place to watch your game? No, most people are just at home, and I think I guess the last game was Hawking Eight Canada yeah. game, so that was uh, I guess easier for a lot of people to watch. So not uh, a bad place to do it. First goal. Yeah, that was uh, definitely uh, the time to do it. I think. I noticed you did an interview with them after the game as well, right? What is that? Like, what is that like whenever they're choosing you to enter? You you know, you just played Keep your first towel. NHL game this season. Like, yeah. What's that like? Yeah, I uh, I was uh, kind of shocked and uh, that they had asked me to do that, and it was I guess just talking to Scott Oak after the game was was really cool, and um, you see all the interviews obviously growing up and of the different players, and I was hoping to get a towel. I didn't, oh, get, a didn't towel. get a towel. Yeah, I know. Oh. Can I we know. get him a towel? I because yeah, I remember, and my for me it was Ron McLean. I think I was about my 10th or 11th game and yeah i was in toronto and i that's a big deal for yeah. a canadian kid hockey night in canada and then to get the interview so 
Yeah. yeah. So Shane. Well, I'm going to make sure I'll talk to Scott. We'll get you a towel. Yeah. Shane <laughs> yeah. doesn't have the puck from his first NHL goal. I learned that during the show, really? which is a travesty. Got lost in Ottawa. <laughs> and you don't have the towel from your Hockey Night in Canada yeah. interview. So we've got to fix these things. Speaking I, of where's I think your the towel will be a lot easier. I know. <laughs> where's your puck going? Uh, it'll probably just sit in my room, to be honest with you. But uh, I, I probably won't lose it. <laughs> yeah, Shane well, I lost it. it. I, I like that. He tried to blame it on someone else. I'm going to say that Shane lost it. No, I'll, yeah, I'll keep it safe. All right, perfect. All right, Jake. Well, thanks for joining us. Well, thanks for it having means me. Congratulations. A lot. Congrats on Thank the you. yeah, all of the accomplishments. Being up with the with yeah. the big club, it's been fun to watch you. Yeah. Well, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jake. Thanks, Jake. All right, we're going to head to a quick break, but first. The spectacular Hotel Californian in Santa Barbara, California is the newest exciting addition to the Foley Entertainment Group. Experience an extraordinary stay in one of 121 luxury guest rooms and suites. Taste the region's finest wine at Foley Food and Wine Society Tasting Room and treat yourself to unparalleled massage, the Moroccan-inspired spa, all in the heart of Amer the American Riviera. Designed for domestic and international guests alike, Hotel Californian is the perfect destination for any traveler seeking a one-of-a-kind luxury experience. Hotel Californian is Santa Barbara's premier urban destination. Visit hotelcalifornian.com to book your stay today. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to Nighttime at Noon here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Also simulcast across Vegas Golden Knights digital channels. Ashley Weiss joined by Golden Knights analyst Shane Knighty. We just had Jake LeCision on the show to talk about his first NHL point, first NHL goal. Good, good stuff there. Uh, big part of the win last game. It was a huge goal at a huge time. Part of the reason that the VGK are 3-0 and on this season-long six-game homestand, but a big challenge as they look to stay yeah. undefeated on this homestand tomorrow, Shane, facing the Carolina Hurricanes 11-2 and on the season so far. Yeah, there's not much error in their game. Uh, great start to the season for the Hurricanes, uh, considered to be one of the favorites out of the East. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough challenge. I think it's these are those games, those players as a team you get up for. Uh, Golden Knights playing you know their best hockey of the season. Uh, it's the time you want to have this. You want to go up uh, against a team like Carolina and have success. Take advantage of home ice. I think that's been another thing that's been very important. Uh, this homestand, they've talked about, you know, banking wins here with these injuries as guys hopefully start to trickle back in the lineup. We saw them with Captain Mark Stone come back in. Um, you know, and hopefully that continues on the on the right side of things, getting guys in, not guys out. Um, but wins are important, and they've shown that uh, you know, despite these injuries, guys have stepped up. They've played well, and uh, I'm excited about the game tomorrow. And, and I think uh, you know it's important to that's where their focus is. They know they've got three left on this homestand, uh, but you're never looking ahead. They'll be looking at Carolina, focus on that before Detroit and Columbus, two other. You know, teams that uh, Detroit's kind of been a surprise, as has Columbus. They're both playing good hockey this year, so there's no easy games, no easy nights. You talked about Detroit being a surprise. I would think that they might be able to get up for that game as well, yeah. given what happened in Detroit, one of those games where they felt like they did things the right way. It's just a frustrating kind of loss. Is that going to add some motivation on Thursday? I think so. I think, you know, that was one of those games uh, as the end of a tough road trip, and uh, that game was the difference of a good road trip or a great road trip, and it ended up being good losing to Detroit. They, they Probably one of their best starts they'd had in a while. Pete DeBoer was happy with it, even though they came out of it down two goals after the first period. Um, but it also, I think, you know, having played a team and, you know, coming off not normal seasons, you're, you they hadn't seen them in a long time, so there's a little... You know, you're a little more familiar with your opponent. Uh, it makes the scouting report a little easier, the film, everything they'll go through uh, to get prepped for their Detroit. So they should be more prepared, uh, ready to go uh, against them. Columbus will be a whole new scouting report, a team they haven't seen forever, but uh, as will Carolina. But I think a little more aware with Carolina and how dangerous a hockey club they are. You talked about taking advantage of home ice. Feels like there's been a little extra buzz in T-Mobile Arena lately, hasn't there? That five on three <laughs> on Thursday night against Minnesota. The yeah. place just erupted, not just for goals, but for everything. It's uh, nice to see the life back in the team, not only the team, but the fan base as well. So winning winning does that. It does. Uh, <laughs> it's fun. Winning is fun. And that's what makes it. Breaking you know, news. T-Mobile is always an incredible atmosphere, but when the team's winning the way they have and, uh, you know, real gutsy efforts, uh, different ways you mentioned, whether it's a, a great shorthanded effort, a big hit, uh, whatever, goals. Uh, it, it really lifts the crowds, big saves. Seen it all, and uh, it's been some great hockey, and uh, that needs to continue as they, uh, uh, you know, try and take advantage of this homestand, being at home, because it is such an electric place to play. Their AHL affiliate, the Henderson Silver Knights, not doing bad either. 6-4-1, fourth in the Pacific. 
but you have to think a lot of the players who they would typically lean on are up here with the big club, not to mention I know they've had a couple of COVID they've cases. Injuries, they've had yes. some injuries as well. Like you talk about the organizational depth, like you're seeing that all the way down right now. And key injuries, uh, Gage Quinney's out, right. uh, Jack Dugan's out, and then you bring out Ron Bure. Cotter was missing for a bit being up here, Jake LeCision. So, you know, that filters down, and uh, credit to them and, and, and their crew down there that's been able to do the job as – uh, the whole organization's looking to get back <laughs> to health. Exactly. So keep an eye on the Henderson Silver Knights. As far as around the league, Alex Ovechkin passes Brett Hull for fourth yeah. on all time in goals. Your reaction to that? It's, not, I knew he was going to get. It's just surprising the the play, the way he's playing this year. You know, he's missing his, his key setup man and uh, Nicholas Backstrom, who's you know out. But uh, Ovechkin looks great. You're you're seeing this resurgence from a few guys. I could also. You know, we'll talk Ovechkin, but Ryan Getzlaff, Anaheim with a surprise start to me. He looks like he's playing like 10 years ago, as is Ovechkin, who just, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky said it, so maybe I should. The greatest score, score, goal scorer we've seen play this game. Um, uh, the way he's been able to be have consistency, stay healthy, uh, all that's going to play a factor as he continues to climb the, le- the list. And uh, we'll, we'll see if he eventually gets to that big number uh, and passes Wayne Gretzky. That, that's a few years down the road, but uh, if he keeps playing like this and keeps this pace up, uh, it is certainly doable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's great to see. I think anything, it's good for the game uh, when you have a guy that can score goals like that and do it for so long. Brett Hall sent a nice, funny little Twitter message to Ovechkin a congratulatory message about passing him. I'm curious. You said it's good for the game, and it is, and all of this, you know, stars and former stars of the league want things that are good for the game. But if you're any of those guys in the top five, are you kind of like, dang it? Well, I wouldn't know that experience. I'm nowhere (laughs) near the top five. Uh, I don't think so. I think, guys, you know, when you play the game, and these stars love the sport, uh, you you have a passion for the game, and you want to see – uh, you want to see the game continue to grow and have these elite, fantastic players come into the league and do incredible things. And uh, I think it's uh, so it's encouraging. If you're going to get past, you, t- you tip your hat to those guys that are able to do it because you know how hard it was. And I would feel that's exactly how all those guys uh, would feel about Ovechkin coming up and, and, and passing and continue to climb this great list. You talked about being a defenseman in the NHL. Sidney Crosby has returned to the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins. Give us a little inside scoop. What's it like to actually defend a guy like that? Well, he's so strong on his skates. He's not, you know, he's not tall, but he's got like a low center of gravity, really powerful uh, in the corners, um, hard to check. He's a smart player. I know not a great start last night. Uh, they lost 6-1 to Ovechkin in the Capitals. But, uh, yeah, Crosby's, you know, another one of those players, a Hall of Famer, uh, great for the game, a winner, uh, three Stanley Cups, but uh, very powerful, very smart. Uh, you have to watch because he makes plays, uh, you know, so well, either forehand, backhand, uh, ability to, to draw. He almost draws in the check, and then he can spin out because uh, he gets low, and uh, he, he's that's why he is who he is. He's one of the best. And Edmonton Oilers still doing what they're doing, oh. still leading the Pacific Division, still extremely dangerous. But what I find interesting, they are 11-3, and 22 points. It's early in the season, of course, but you look at how dangerous they are. At the beginning, whenever the VGK went 1-4 and four to start the season, it was like, oh, my gosh, they're already how many points behind right. Edmonton? Only four points back of Edmonton right yeah. now. And you want to keep them in sight, and that's why the this homestand, very important. That's why tomorrow night's very important. I think the Golden Knights need to continue to rack up the points, keep it close, and, and hopefully they can get back to a, to a healthy lineup at some point. And, but that said, uh, you, you can't, you know, 
have all your hopes hanging on that. You've got to worry about the game now. You've got to pick up the wins and, and be competitive. And they've been able to since that start. It's been a great 10-game stretch here going 8-2 and two for Vegas. And uh, that said, that's they still got to push forward. you got to continue down that path to win. You can't just be uh, – you can, never, you can be happy, but you can't be satisfied. If you could point to one or two things that you've liked from Vegas over the last 10 games that they need to continue through this homestand, what are those things? I think even though I'd go over these last uh, three games. Uh, I, I think they've been a lot better defensively. The shots against have come down either in the last game, but uh, better there, I think, you know, because uh, be, when they play good defensively, they're able to generate more offensively because you're out of your zone quicker. I think their neutral zone is getting better. I know they tweaked some things with their system. Uh, they worked on it today in practice from what I saw. Their neutral zone really kind of shut it down, create turnovers because they've always been a good transition team uh, and play with pace. Uh, I think when they can get in, real good movement on the offensive end. They just, they just look like the game's come along, and, and it does. From the start, you want to continue to build your game as the season goes along. Certainly you deal with the adversity that comes with you, but it, it's always about that process of getting better, as Pete DeBoer said. And uh, they just look stronger in all areas, more structure to their game. Great analysis, as always, from Shane Knighty. And we have one more break ahead. Whenever we come back, we'll answer some questions. We'll see you soon.
Welcome back to Nighttime at Noon here from City National Arena. And with the holidays coming up, listen up. For exclusive Vegas Golden Knights gear, visit one of the Vegas Golden Knights official team store locations. The Armory, located at T-Mobile Arena. The Arsenal, located here at City National Arena. On our website, VegasTeamStore.com, or on social media, at VGK Gear. And as we welcome you back inside Studio 31, once again, I'm Ashley Vice with Vegas Golden Knights analyst Shane Knighty. In case you missed it in the first segment, we let you guys know that William Carrier is under COVID protocol. Yeah. That brings me to something else happening in the league right now. The Ottawa Senators having a pretty severe COVID outbreak just announced their games are postponed until at least November 20th. A couple of things uh, to talk about in regards to this. First of all, you hope everyone's okay. Yeah. Second of all, you hope that that is isolated to Ottawa. And lastly, they're going to have to make up those games at some point, and it's already pretty condensed schedule. Yeah, and, and according to, you know, the league sent out, uh, they've, they've shut down training facilities, have been closed. In fact, immediately remain, remain closed until further notice, and the league is in the process of trying to reschedule those games. So, and it's at least through November 20th, so it could possibly be more. It's uh, it's very unfortunate, but it's also, uh, you know, a hard reminder that uh, these are the times we're still in and uh, COVID is still reality. So uh, you hope everybody's okay and they can get back to, to resuming play as soon as possible. Absolutely. And I tweeted out for you guys to ask some questions for Shane. I have a few of them here now. First of all, Shane, I don't know if you're willing to share this publicly, but someone oh. wants to know what your handicap is. And this is <laughs> on air, so don't lie about it because someone might be playing with you in the future and be like, Oh, so golf. Stuff. I thought that was. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, golf, it depends. It varies. Uh, I'll go, uh, I'm probably around an eight or a nine. That's not bad. It's not bad. It, it should, it could be, some days it could be a 15, some days it could be a five or six. It just depends on the day. I haven't gotten out on the course with any of you yet. How does that rank among the other Golden Knights broadcasters? Oh, I'm, uh, I can beat them. Yes. All of them? Yes. All right, who's the worst? Oh, if I'm, I'm going to be putting some money down, who should I be? Who can I beat? I think uh, we'll, we'll, well, Dave's pretty good. Okay. Uh, I think Darren's decent. Gary can play. Gary's a really good putter, but uh, I would say that would be your best chance. Okay, so he's your guy in the You know, actually, you know, he beats Duva. I don't think Duva golfs. There okay. you go, Dan Duva. Nice. Hopefully he's Sorry, not Dan. listening to this. He doesn't golf very much. Up yeah, on you him. can take him there. We'll set the match up. Awesome. Another question. Why don't we have a team puppy? Shane, I'm going to let you take this one because oh, we need a good explanation. A, I don't have one. That is a – I can't answer that. Why don't we? I, I already have three dogs of my own, but uh, I think there should be – yeah, that would be – who did it? Didn't St. Louis? You were in St. Louis. St. Louis, Louis has had Barkley. Barkley. I know there's Washington a, has a new one, Biscuit. Biscuit. Yep. Golden Knights have a lot of uh, puppy fans. Uh, there's some dogs that make appearances, but yeah, there is not an, an official team puppy. Uh, we'll have to we'll take that to people above us. <laughs> there were guy. puppies on the ice last week for yes, the calendar were, shoot. The so calendar. keep an eye on the Vegas Golden Knights website, social media yeah, channels. I saw some stuff that looks. Yes, great. animals from Vegas Roots Rescue were here posing with some of the players. That'll be awesome if you're a dog rescue kind of person, which you should be, visit should be. them. That's where you go. Um, what kind of dog would you want if we had a team dog? Well, I'm partial to boxers because I've always had boxers. Okay. Uh, and I think it's a it's a great – but I, I'm I'm fine with any dog. I, I think – should there be one that uh, is more suited? Uh, people can, can send back it. Uh, send to Ashley what type of dog what kind of would dog? be most suited. We need to have our pitch together to whenever we take this. To the Vegas this. Golden Knights. Yeah, we have to have our 
plan straight whenever we take it. Any good hockey names you can think of. Like, and so in St. Louis, it was Barkley. He was named after Barkley Plager, but it's a dog, so Bark is what they called yeah. him for short, right? And that makes sense. And then uh, Washington just named their dog Biscuit, obviously, slang for a pup. Yes. What, like, is there any hockey dog? Well, it'd have to become come off the Vegas Knights theme somehow. Okay. Um, phew. You could just name him Knight. Just name, <laughs> we could name him Nighty. Oh, nah. <laughs> as an ode to, <laughs> as an ode to Shane. Spell, yeah, with T-Y. But spell it K-N-I-G-H-T-Y. And then it's the ode I to like the Golden it. Knights. Nighty. It's an ode to Nighty. Shane Nighty. That's my vote. That's my vote. Um, someone asked if either of us have ever tried disc golf. I have not. I have. I you play have. I play all sports. Yeah, I will do anything. Well, all around athlete. I don't know Shane disc golf. Uh, there's some. I've seen. Uh, you know, you see some videos of stuff. There's some impressive stuff you can do uh, in disc golf. I think I played once a long time ago. The same person asked if there are any other hobbies that are lesser known. You have any other hobbies that are lesser? Hobbies, known? golf. Uh, I, I I like cornhole. If they're if they're talking sports related, uh, actually Dave and I were partners. We did a trip to Rock Creek with a big group, and we we, we ran the table. You uh, ran the cornhole yeah, table. Yeah, we we were in control. Um, I, I'm a pretty competitive person at anything I play. Um, but for hobbies, uh, golf, relaxing when I can, and surprisingly, I like reading. Yes, I do know how to read, Ashley. What do you like to read, Shane? I I like all types uh, of books, but I've been on kind of a spy thriller kick right now spy thriller kick yeah all right well if you need any spy thriller recommendations or book recommendations at all hit up shane Knighty. <laughs> shane any other any other thoughts as we head out for the week no i think i'm just excited to see uh, tomorrow real tough test for the golden knights as the hurricanes are in town and uh, i want to see them continue to run the table here at home they've had a lot of confidence their game's getting better and it's going to need to be at its best uh, to take over and beat the carolina hurricanes tomorrow all right everyone thanks for listening to another episode of night time at noon this is ashley vice along with shane knighty we'll be right back here next monday